back. Well, party's starting early today, isn't it? To more of Early Break with Sip and Jake. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back into Early Break on the Ticket. Nick Sainert, Steve Sipple with you. We have gotten word that Jake Sorensen is at the Denver airport. Yes. So he is close to returning and making his triumphant return tomorrow after being gone about a week and a half. But we still get our Tuesday guest, Robin Washett of Husker Online, joins us right now. Robin, how's it going today? Going all right. How are you guys? Yeah, you should be doing really well because the Giants pulled out a big win against Minnesota. Now, however, it looks like they will take a whooping. From the Philadelphia. <laughs> wait, 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 start my day. Are you going to take a whooping by the Eagles? Me like this. <laughs> hey, congratulations on the Giants. Now, do they have a shot at Philly? What would give you hope beyond Daniel Jones catching a bit of a heater late here? What would give you hope? Barkley? Uh, yeah, Barkley, Daniel Jones. Um, Isaiah Hodgins is all of a sudden the legit number one receiver. And, oh, by the way, Mm -hmm. uh, Philadelphia starters barely beat our scout team just a few weeks ago. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, I I mean, it's very difficult to beat a team three times in one season in the NFL. Uh, Just ask the Dallas Cowboys back in 2007. So, um, you know, it's going to be a daunting task, but uh, it is certainly – not out of the realm of possibility that the Giants might surprise one more time. I was watching the game a little bit the other day at Buffalo Wings and Rings, and I saw they shot they, they had a shot of Nick Gates on the sideline, the former Husker. What's <laughs> what's Nick Gates doing for that team? Uh, so he's you know he's not going to win it, but like if you want to talk about like comeback player of the year, if you remember what he did to his leg just a couple years ago um, when he was. Uh, playing in Washington and his leg just got like mangled uh, as worse of a injury as you're going to see. And he came back and recovered and now he's uh, back in the starting lineup. Wow. Uh, and has really been one of the more incredible comeback stories um, of the season. So uh, he's, he's been awesome. Um, changed the dynamic of the offensive line, but the reason they kept showing him was uh, because he made some comments about, uh, how he didn't think it was really all that loud at uh, Minnesota Stadium. Yeah. That was going to be louder. And then he made some comments about how, you know, uh, Minnesota's in the Midwest, and so they're too nice to be that loud and hostile. And so, like, they put that quote on the jumbo screen <laughs> with a picture of him. And, like, try to fire, and they had, like, little fan decibel noise meter, like, <laughs> next to it to try to get fans riled up. And so after the game, uh, of course, there's pictures of Nick, Nick Gates uh, shushing the crowd and telling him to be quiet. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it, was pretty, it was pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, Nick, for me, I'm sure for Minnesota fans it wasn't, but for me it was. Uh, Nick Gates, you remember, you covered him, Rob, um, oh, as yeah. did I. And he was always a very affable, very affable, very mm-hmm. friendly interview, right? Is that how you remember him? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think you know he's, he's a guy that understands uh, how to have fun with the game and yeah you know kind of bigger picture with him like i know a lot of people look at him and say well you know he came in as a surprise recruit uh-huh. now all of a sudden he's a starter on a you know nfl playoff team what what happened at nebraska you know towards the end of the year because i think a lot of people remember him getting toasted by Derek barnett uh-huh. uh tennessee in that music city bowl oh yeah um, so i mean it was it's quite the 
the uh, EKG career that he's uh, been able to resurrect at the at the highest level. Absolutely. Joined by Robin Washington of HuskerOnline.com. Before we, my colleague, before we get to hoops, I would ask you this, Rob. Who's Nebraska's number one receiver in 2023? Mm. Um, good question. Uh, you know, I think there's probably t- two guys um, between Kemp and Washington that you would maybe point to, but, you know, both those guys are unproven at that role. I mean, Washington's the one of the few guys that's actually had some production as a Husker, mm-hmm. um, but it wasn't nearly production that, that Kemp had at Virginia. So you would probably look at those two, but there's a lot to be solidified uh, over the course of this offseason. And, you know, I guess we'll we'll see if Nebraska's done adding to that position too. Like this conversation could could change for a while, but um, you know, with the occurrences over the last few days, that room looks a whole lot different than it did uh, even even last week, uh, just with the, the returns of Isaiah Garcia, Castaneda, and Xavier Betts. But right now, Camp and Washington would probably be my two cho- top choices. How far is Xavier Betts outside that? conversation could you see a a scenario where the starting three receivers if they have a three receiver set is marcus washington marcus washington billy camp and xavier betts potentially um it's been a long time since xavier betts played football and you just got to wonder where he is um you know with with his headspace with his just um physical shape you know is he is he at um you know, Big Ten level conditioning. Um, so, I mean, uh, a lot of unknowns surrounding him. But when when he is dialed in, and when he is um, at that level of, of of physical shape, he's he's a dynamic player. He showed that. Um, he's got that game changing ability with the ball in his hands. So, the potential is there certainly. But you know, I just I don't know nearly enough about all the other variables involved with him that, that, that can answer that question. Robin, uh, with what you mentioned, Isaiah, or, yeah, Isaiah Garcia, Castaneda with Xavier Betts, how much do you, are you concerned with the gelling in the locker room? I mean, because if you think about it, IGC left, I believe, four games into the season. And, mm-hmm. and so it's not like a, a Xavier Betts or somebody else who left in the, you know, in the offseason when the transfer portals opened up. This is a guy that, that left the team four games in the middle of the season. I mean, how much are you concerned about the gelling in the locker room with the guys? Yeah, I mean, he also left after his coach got fired. So, I mean, like, there's extenuating circumstances there, and I I believe he was one of the only ones, if not the only one, that, that left during that brief window um, after Frost was fired. So, you know, I mean, there might be some weirdness, but at the same time, and I think guys probably kind of understand, I mean, you know, a lot of other guys in that room were also transfers. So, I mean, like they, they kind of understand yeah. the, the name of the game. And, um, you know, you gotta got to look out for, mm-hmm. you know, what's what's best for you That's and, right. and your, your career and, and your future. So, um, I think if there is any, uh, you know, awkwardness with that, they're going to get over it really quickly. Just because um, you know, I've, I've had just a few interactions with Isaiah, but he strikes me as a really down-to-earth kid. I mean, he's um, a real grinder, you mm-hmm. know, says all, all the right things. And um, I don't get this this diva mentality with some some transfers that bounce back and forth from school to school i don't i don't know if that's necessarily the case with him um and as long as he does what he's supposed to do on the field uh i think 
any issues with that stuff will go away pretty quickly. So, uh, hoops. We've got to get a hoops question in here. On the injury front, does Nebraska get back this week, Greasel and Gary? Not Gary. Um, I think you're just hoping that Gary comes back before the end of the season at this point. Um, we don't know exactly the specifics of the injury outside of the, uh, the outside of that is a shoulder. Um, doesn't look good, though. Um, you go back and watch the play. Um, so his left shoulder had been something he'd been dealing with for a while. Um, if you go all the way back to the Omaha game, uh, there was a play where he was diving for a loose ball along the baseline mm-hmm. and aggravated it and ended up going all the way into the tunnel. Mm-hmm. But the training staff had to follow him out into the tunnel to kind of fix him up a little bit. So this is something that he's been dealing with for a while, and then I think uh, it kind of got aggravated to a, to a new level uh, where his shoulder got bent back. And I know that I mean, there were people that were on the – the baseline close to Nebraska's bench during, um, you know, right after he suffered that injury against Illinois, and he was like talking about how he couldn't put his shoulder back in place and uh, was in a clear amount of pain. So uh, I think this is somewhere he's going to miss multiple games. And like I said, you just hope that um, at some point he's going to be able to come back this year uh, before the end of the season. But with Sam, it's a much more optimistic time frame. He's already back practicing. He did a half practice yesterday. They're going to run him through again uh, to see, you know, just to make sure uh, that his his hip is responding the right way. It's a, it's a hip flexor strain, um, which I'm no doctor, so I don't really know the specifics on that. But I do know that it is not anything to do with the previous hip injury that he had surgery on this past off season. It's something different. So um, that's best case scenario. Uh, and I think, you know, as long as things go well today. Uh, he should be good to go to return for Ohio State on Wednesday night. Ohio State tomorrow, 6 p.m. BTN. Give us a quick handicap. Handicap that game a little bit. Well, Ohio State's in an interesting spot. They're in riding a four-game losing streak right now. And you look at the numbers, they're one of the more efficient offenses in college basketball. They have a great bench. They have like three or four guys that could easily be starters right now, including Bryce Sensabaugh, who – uh, in my opinion, is the front runner for freshman of the year in the Big Ten. Um, so, I mean, they're a deep team. They're a physical team. Um, one of those groups that anybody can beat you. But they've really struggled the last few games. I mean, not only have they lost four in a row, um, I think they failed to crack 70 points in three of those four games. Uh, they've shot under 40% the last two games. And so they're, they're kind of fighting it a little bit. Um, but when they're playing their game, um, like I said, they're a really complete team. Um, you know, multiple guys that can beat you. They crash the glass, really attack the rebounding. Uh, they're second in the Big Ten in rebounding margin. So um, Nebraska has to be all hands on deck, especially not having Juwan Gary, um, who is arguably their best offensive rebounder um, and one of their best rebounders overall. Uh, it, they, they have to win the boards because when Nebraska wins, especially in the Big Ten, they win the glass. When they lose, they lose the glass. There's a direct correlation with that, and mm. now they're playing one of the best rebounding teams in the conference. So mm. it comes down to that, and then also, like always, finding enough offense to, to try to pull out a win. Great job, Rob. All right, Robin, appreciate the time. As always, we'll go ahead and let you go. Uh, enjoy that uh, Giants or Giants game on Saturday night. I'm going to enjoy this win all week, and then <laughs> the stress and anxiety will go full throttle Saturday night. So, thank you, guys. Hey, you got Barkley. Man, that that run he made late, Rob, that touchdown run from close in, 
Not many dudes get in the end zone, not in this world. But Barkley got in. Hey, and say, hey, I'm I'm all in on Danny Jones. By the way, like I've, I've been on the been on the fence with him for a long time. Pay that man. The man earned the earned the contract. Okay. Give him his money. Okay, okay Rob, Daniel I like Jones, it. Pay that man. Appreciate it, Robin. I like it, yep. Rob. There is Robin Washit on three. Speaking of pay that, man, let's play the game show. Yeah, it's time to play the game show. Take down Sip at Trivia. Now, I I thought about this yesterday when I was picking the topic. Okay. I need a random year. And (laughs) out of nowhere, I pulled out 2016. Okay. So I'm going to give you a team, and you need to tell me who the starting quarterback was in 2016 NFL for that college. college football team. College. For that college football team. 2016. Or I should say, I should say maybe I'll give you the quarterback, and I'll, I, I forgot how I did. I'll give you the quarterback name, and you tell me the college. Okay. In 2016. Time to play the game show. Shut up, simple. Starts right now. We've all been there. You're listening to the radio, and then that rage starts to grow inside of you. It starts to consume you. It gets to a point where you just want to yell, Shut up, simple! <clears throat> no, sorry. I'm sorry. Well, here's your chance. It's time to shut up, Sipple. Call now to play 464 5685. Shut up, Sipple. Brought to you by Bagels and Joe. All right, it's time to play the game show. Call now 402 464 5685. We do have a caller. Caller, if you can hear us, who's this? Hello. Hi there. You want to turn your radio down? Yep. Awesome. Who's this? Um, Sebastian. 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 Is he back? Sebastian. Sebastian's back. Sebastian. Welcome to the show, Sebastian. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Are you ready to roll? Yep. All right. All right. Hey, Let's lock in this. now. Yep, get ready. You probably got school on your mind, but you got to compartmentalize now. Because now we got to... up right Yeah. <laughs> All right, right, Sebastian, first question to you, all right? Okay. Brad Kaya was the starting quarterback for which ACC team? Oh, we're giving hints. I remember. Um, Five seconds. Maybe? What about Tennessee? Not a bad guess. Not a bad guess. Uh, 2016. 2016. He was well, the starting definitely for Miami. Nice job. Yeah. Nice job. Steal. One to zero. Yeah. Sipple. Mm-hmm. All right, Sip, next one to you. Chad Kelly was the starting quarterback for this SEC team in 2016. Chad Kelly? Chad Kelly. 2016? Yes. Chad Kelly. Mississippi State. Oh, oh, one second, Sebastian. One second, man. If you want to steal, we'll get you a steal here. Hold on one second. Chad Kelly. This one's for Sip. Chad Kelly. Five seconds. Five, four, three. Chad Kelly. Two. I'll go Texas A&M. All right, Sebastian. I still got one O lead. Yep, yep. Sip's still with the one O lead. Sebastian has a chance to steal. Sebastian, do you know... Where Chad Kelly played high, uh, college football. It was Mississippi in the, State. All right, Ole Miss. Chad Kelly was. He the went for the steal. Yes, he went for the steal. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So it's still one to zero. Sip. Nobody got points. I can win it right here, though. If you steal, 
Yeah. All right. Next one for you, Sebastian. All right. Okay. Luke Falk was the starting quarterback at which Pac-12 school? Hmm. I know this, Sebastian. So you got some heat on you. This is for the win. It is. Yeah, go ahead. This This is for the win. This is for the win. This is to send Sebastian to school. Into school. With an L. With an (laughs) L. Now, you'll have to overcome that, Sebastian. Because you're going to take an L here. All right. Are you ready? Washington Mm -hmm. State. Washington State. There it is. Sound the horn. Sip wins. Yeah, sound those horns. Two to zero. Sebastian, that's two L's for you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You'll get me one of these days, maybe when you're an adult. <laughs> one more time. Sebastian, are you there? No, he's he's gone. Sebastian left. Oh, no. I hope he's okay. Sebastian, I'm sure, is okay. Um, Hey, he's fine. He's going into school. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll be good to go. Kids, Um, you take losses in this world sometimes. I mean, I take them all the time. All right? And here we are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're still kicking. Um, Okay, so here, you want your other question? Yeah. Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman. One of the best NFL quarterbacks of all. No, I'm just Nathan kidding. Peter. One of the worst. Boise State. No, Pittsburgh. Pitt. Pittsburgh. Uh, then the tiebreaker. Okay. Louisville quarterback Lamar Jackson won the Heisman Trophy in 2016. Mm-hmm. How many total touchdowns did he account for in mm-hmm. 2016? Okay. All right. So, okay. Um, 45. Close. 51. Okay. That was not a bad guess, Sip. Thank you. You are one and one on the week. Yes. That was the final shut up simple of my life. No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, of just this 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 tenure on early break. Yes. Thank you, Nick. For time being. Well executed. Seven straight days. We had the one mix up where uh, you said, I don't know. I, I don't I know. You didn't get to play wrong. on time. You're like Mike McDaniel. You're yeah, vaping. And you I, didn't get to play. Oh on no, time. easy, simple, <laughs> easy. I don't do that. Anyway. No. <laughs> You saw the reports yesterday. I did. I could, was it possible he just like blew into his go- glove to Absolutely. warm himself up? Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I wonder if Mike McDaniel just started out as, well, he's not going to do a press conference. Never mind. <laughs> Sorry, Jake. I was going to say, I wonder if he'll just start out his weekly press conference this week ahead of the game, just saying, listen, yeah, there's, no game. Born, there's no game. There's, there's no game. There's no game because he can get to play They're in on done. time. <laughs> he didn't get to play in on time. No. All right. When we come back, spill over with AD and Raph coming up next as we close out Tuesday's show on the ticket. <laughs> 